Speaking of socials, I I actually need to wash my eyeballs because I was just on Instagram and I saw an illustration of thigh-high crocs. Oh, I like the sound of that. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, it's all good until you get to, like, the ankles and then it all goes wrong. <sighs> anyway, switching my phone off now. Oh, yes, mm, I'll also do that. Professional, remember? Professional, yeah, yeah, yeah. professional cog pass. Cog. <laughs> <laughs> That's going in. I mean, we tried. It made the flow quite good in the edit. I don't know what I don't know what this one would be because I I just sort of want to open up to you. <laughs> no, you've got to wait. <laughs> I got to wait until after song share. Yeah. Oh shit, song share. Oh, yeah. No, I totally have something. <laughs> I do. Oh no, wait, something. I do. I do. I do. I do. Hmm. How you doing, buddy? Um, better. <laughs> Last week was a very <laughs> angry week. Yes, it was. I still have. It's really hard once you get angry to get unangry, mm. isn't it? Yes. It takes longer to get unangry than it does to get angry. Yeah. yeah and I gotta, don't. Gotta remember. I don't like being angry. No. It gotta, doesn't gotta, feel it's, good. I mean, it doesn't feel good. Sometimes you gotta. It doesn't feel good. So you, you gotta remember self care. What do you do? What what do you do when you when you're feeling the anger? I do breathing. Yeah. To get back on track. And more generally music is, is a is a good uh coping mechanism for me. Do you go for the grindcore when you <laughs> when you're feeling angry to like get it out? Or no. do, you, do you go for reverse effect? No, I go for stuff to calm me down, like Floyd. Ah. Yeah. And all that. Do you have a Floyd update? Or is, uh, or is that coming in the future? Um, or do you, you want to give with it? me for, yeah. for my last Floyd update? Okay. Because we did another little listening session together um, to Echoes, yeah. which uh, I... I I think overall I enjoyed. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's a long one, so it's fair enough if there's bits you don't It's a long enjoy. one. I had to draw a graph of sort of interest over time. Yes, I like um, your graph. Thank you. I like drawing graphs. <laughs> so I'm glad you appreciated the graph. It was actually a lot more difficult <laughs> um, but than you'd think. So you listened to that and sort of, you you didn't not like it. No, I did not like it. It was, uh, it, it was, it was enjoyable. Um, I liked How a lot of it the sounds. 
compared to the uh, the songs I played you on the episode? Uh, it's definitely in the upper, in the upper tier. Mm. Well, it's much um, more textural. The, yeah, with the Division Bell stuff, uh, with High Hopes. I would have played it to you if if it wasn't 20 minutes long. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I'm glad you enjoyed it, and I've given you a sort of, I've split up Dark Side for you. Oh, cool. I really appreciate it. Yeah, so possibly sometime in the future will be the final Pink Floyd update when mm. you've listened to Dark Side of the Moon. Yeah, I, 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 when I'm in the mood for something, to, when I'm in the mood to like like commit to it, mm. maybe when I'm playing some Animal Crossing. <laughs> yes, that's the other big piece of news. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm finally, I'm finally in the gang. You've been playing it for a week now, haven't you? Because uh, it was last Saturday. Yes, I've, yeah. After JoJo, another big update. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so many things. Because we took a break last week, so many things have happened just because we took a yeah, break. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't really know what to say about Animal Crossing. I'm so far behind. Mm. Um, behind where everyone else is that I, I feel really irrelevant which is where I'm most comfortable <laughs> uh, you know 10 years behind on anime and many months behind on Animal Crossing <laughs> you know that's um, I'm comfortable with that well I'm start. I'm going to completely redo my town not completely uh, but because oh you're not going to erase all your data no. You're just going to... No, because usually I'd do that. If it was one of the older games, I'd get bored and I'd just start again, which is why I never did very well at them. But with this one, because you can do the terraforming, you can just move everything around. So when you get bored, you can change your town Yeah. without losing everything. Yeah. Which I appreciate. What, what do you consider doing well on Animal Crossing? I don't think there is a well... It's just doing. The game just kind of gives you stuff. Yeah. It just gives you handouts. Like, I, I, I've played for about maybe two hours this week. Yeah. And I've just, and it just gives me stuff every time I switch it on in my lunch break. <laughs> Which is nice. I'm starting to, I'm starting to trust Sylvia. <laughs> uh, she's made no contribution to the, to the towns so far until today. Um, she gave me a street lamp. Oh, what colour? Uh, like a light grey. Oh, nice. It's not bad. It's got the sort of classic look. It's, um, but yeah, I, I, I think if she has been hoarding, um, iron, then at least she's put some of it to good use. She's giving something <laughs> back. To, I still don't fully trust her. Do you want to explain why you don't trust her? Because it's a pretty, it's a great story. <sighs> So I just started the game. I was having a great time. Uh, oranges were my um, native fruit. Um, and I had picked a load of them. I was chopping wood. I was catching bugs, having a blast. And then I bumped into Sylvia and she was like, oh my God, have you tasted these oranges? <laughs> I was like, well, no. No, I haven't. Let me taste one of those. Uh, and so I, I ate one. And then I saw a little thing appear in the top corner that said one out of ten. So I'm thinking, well, I ain't here to mess about. I'm going up to ten. So I went all the way up to ten. This was on my first day playing. Um, and then 
later on, I had to get some stone. Um, so I walked up to the stone. I went through my tools. I thought, well, I don't have a pickaxe. What happens if I hit it with a spade? <laughs> so I just rammed my spade into that rock and it obliterated. So like, sweet, three rocks. Picked them all up. Moved on to the next one. <laughs> Took another big swing. And um, uh, I was wondering for how many more days? Well, it was the next day. Two. It was the next day. And uh, Nook demanded um, 30 rocks. For the shop. 30 for the shop. Yeah. 30 pieces of iron. And I was scratching my head. <laughs> being, how the fuck am I going to get? And I don't. I didn't have any rocks left. I'd blown my rock load on on the first day, um, and it took me a very long time to realise that my fruit, the fruit that I had eaten, was slowly depleting. Um, yeah, it's just, it was a it was an unfortunate um, unfortunate series of. It was of, a perfect of, storm. Of of learning the the right mechanics at the wrong in the wrong order, mm. um, but then I started to notice that Sylvia um, was getting a better house than me. Um, and also uh, started to to take a lot of time off uh, whilst myself and Hamlet. The other uh, islander were working really hard, you know, chopping loads of wood. She's got that joey to look after. I mean, the joey isn't pulling his weight either. <laughs> the joey is just mooching off of her, being carried around in that pouch all day. Literally. <laughs> so um, I was, uh, I, I was, I was beginning to worry that Sylvia was um, siphoning funds. Um, maybe just leaking information to other islands because people started to turn up um, offering dodgy deals. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, don't, I still don't fully trust her, but I'm digging it. It's nice. It slows me down. Well, I think that was sufficient intro. <laughs> yeah. Um, are you ready for Songshare? I'm ready for Songshare. It's my turn to go first this week. Song is shadow. Except I'm always I'm not technically ready because I've never I have Spotify open because I'm stupid. What have you got for me? So my song this week is Notorious Gold by Gum. Who I believe oh, Wait, by Gun. Gum. G U M. Oh. Oh. I was gonna say Gun don't have songs. <laughs> I think the the artist is one of he plays um, some instruments on Tame Impala stuff. Oh, um, and this is his solo um, stuff. And this song, I first heard it the beginning of this week, and I've played it so much I've got a bit bored of it. And I knew when I was listening to it, it was going to be one of those things that I just play too much and then I get sick of it. Well, this is a nice way to send it off then. <laughs> Cool. So it's Notorious Gold by Gum off of Glamorous Damage. Yeah. All right. I'm ready to go. Are you okay. ready to go? I'm ready. You ready to go, listeners? <laughs> yes. 
Yes. Good. One, two, three, go. Thick flange. Oh, yeah. Hmm. That was some prime, cincy, spacey. Oh, it's playing the next one. <laughs> uh, indie jams. Yeah. I liked that. It's very tame in parlor. Yeah, a lot of those um, little synthy bits uh, reminded me of like Plantasia. Do you know that record? Mm. Oh, what a record! Who's it by? Uh, that is a good question. It is by, I believe, a French person. Uh, it might be somewhere in the back of my head, but I'm not familiar with it. Either French, and it's Mort Garçon, or it's Mort Garçon. It's called Mother Earth's Plantasia. I and am... the album cover is fucking amazing. Yes, I'm familiar with it as a, um, you know. It, it's become a, a bit thing. of a YouTube algorithm meme. Yeah. <laughs> a bit like um, Plastic Love. But just the album cover's amazing with the, the people, like the abstract people hugging a plant <laughs> and the... And the tagline, warm earth music for plants and the people who love them. <laughs> and it, it sounds exactly like that. It's like one of those really old school synth ambient albums. It's I'll brilliant. probably like it. You'll, it's really good. I'm not like, I'm not saying it's bad. It's, <laughs> it's funny, but it's really good. That's not my pick for song share, but everyone <laughs> should listen to Mother Earth's Plantasia. It's really, really good. What was my pick? <laughs> I just go back. Oh yeah, I, I'm mm, I'm torn between two songs here, but one is seven and a half minutes long. Um, Are you gonna it's be nice? Sort of like the first one on the album, so I'm gonna be nice and play a more songy one. Yay! Um, but this is one that really caught me off guard i came across it randomly again youtube algorithm just doing its magic um i don't know how i got here um but i i i liked it so i stayed for a while um it's called am gone and it is by adult jazz oh. um off of the album gist is and it's not jazz um do you want a link to it or have you found it? Well, do it again. <laughs> Am Gone by Adult Jazz. I have it. It's hands. Yes, many hands. <laughs> many hands. I was like, hands? What are you talking about? No, it's Adult Jazz. <laughs> All right, are you ready? Yeah. Go. Electro clarinet. Yeah, I'm not sure whether it's. Yeah, <laughs> not sure whether that was actual clarinet or synth or like some like guitar fee feedback or something or like mm. guitar notes with a fade with like a volume pedal. Hard to say. Very intriguing though. Mm, it's a very intriguing song. I don't know whether it was good a good thing that. You didn't say much while we were listening to that? No, so at the beginning I didn't say anything because I was trying to work out what the hell the effect on the vocals was. I think that's just his voice. What was at the beginning? For the rest of the song it's unaffected, yeah. but the beginning's got a sort of 
it's not bit crusher but it's um i think it's just double tracked i think oh, that's just yeah. the sort of okay. yeah but no i there's, like there's it. one in the left and one in the right yeah um the guy's a, a choir singer or was a choir singer um so there's some there's some wild runs in in some of the other songs where it goes very high pitched my favorite um, sound was the reversed i assume it was the reversed vocals yeah sort of very there's, brief there's a lot of reversed vocals and reversed percussion as well mm. for little like sparkly effects there'll be like reverse triangles and little tiny cymbal hits it's very very intricately put together it's very sparse mm. and quite dissonant i get yes. that that's the thing that's the mm. point of it it's a it's a good it's a good piece of music um, but I don't think it'll be in my rotation. It's not going to make it onto a playlist, is it? No, but it's Very quite. Easily. It was quite close. Yeah, they'll probably. I, th I think there might be another one on there, perhaps that would, because, yeah. um, like I say, it's a, a, a choir singer. Um, but I think that choir was more in the gospel vein. Mm. So there's quite a lot of like blues type, like bluesy gospel stuff that he does with like acoustic guitars. Well, I'd quite like um, another thing like that, but mm. more fleshed out. Yeah. Uh, if you've got time, it's it's a fifty-one minute long album, <laughs> um, but it's uh, it's rewarding. Um, at least the first half is. I can't okay. remember what the second half does because it's been a very long time since I've listened to all of it. So halfway through, I thought um, this this is probably the closest a song of yours has got to making it into my rotation oh but then i remembered vashti bunyan so oh, vashti we love vashti bunyan so uh oh. she has two of her songs in my rotation so no have, have you listened to a um uh like newer yes uh, new it crops stuff. up yeah. from time to time yeah it's what a story vashti bunyan yeah i think that's, that does, that's like why i got so involved if we do like a special yeah, I'd like to do a special telling that story we'll do um, a, and playing yeah. some of those like tunes. That'd be cool. That might be a nice thing to do if we do an outside episode. Yeah, um, a music-based outside episode rather than train-based. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh. yeah, I'm up for that. Great. So let's not go into it now. <laughs> yeah, let's not go into it now. Um, so that was uh, "Am Gone" by oh. Adult Jazz. That was a much. Um, our two songs were much closer together on the spectrum than um, usual. Well, I, I sort of thought that that might... Because I was inspired by the sort of art pop direction that you took us in last time mm. um, with Eurythmics. And I always got the sense that this guy was inspired by, like, um, by Annie Lennox and Talking Heads. Oh. Just from a presentation point of view, I think the if way we're that music have, comes across. I need to do a Talking Heads episode. <laughs> yeah, I, I like I, I like Talking Heads. I'm not I'm not a massive nerd. This week as well, I found a new song by They Might Be Giants that I like. Really? Yeah, they're great. And it got me thinking about how they're both sort of bands that sing about nothing. Yeah, it's that like suburban nerd pop type stuff isn't it it's characterized by uh like so the sort of malcolm in the middle yeah 
Well, my point like, was that they, they might be giants sing about mundane things, but make them, you know, artistic and beautiful. Mm. Just the boring every day. And then talking heads just sing about the boring every day. Yeah. I'd like to do more of those episodes like Pink Floyd, but I think they should be uh, few and far between. Yeah, well, we've got the five-hour post-rock episode coming up where we listen to, like, four <laughs> albums. I'm the one editing it. There'll be no five <laughs> hours on my watch. <laughs> no, it's going to be a tough one to curate, but I would really like to do that. What I think what I'd like to do is um, give you something that you will probably won't like, Ugh. but then a bunch of stuff that you probably... that, that would be more palatable. Yeah. Um to sort of show you well actually you know post-rock isn't just what i like there's actually probably other bands that you would like more than i do mm-hmm. in that genre because they're more because songy we're, or we're more different. rocky and i'm more yeah we're different and i'm more post and you're more rock so like, <laughs> there are bands that exist on that side of the spectrum um yeah it probably would be worth curating like decently because mm. I only had the week to do it and Pink Floyd was all I could listen to that week yeah. because I had to <laughs> Um. so yeah actually taking more than a week to decide what you're going to do is probably yeah. a good idea yeah I've just been I've just been sort of digging through my brain um, trying to like come up with like a playlist in my head of what kind of things I would I would want to go into and I think it would it wouldn't be fair to just do bands that I like, mm. um, I would do it more of a. Maybe I'd like I'll take the big four, um, two of which I like, two of which I don't really like, um, and maybe play you one from from each of the big four, and yeah. then some obscure Asian bands that uh, that you won't hear about otherwise. Uh, you may be slightly in luck because I was last week on my playlist. There were a couple of songs on there that I really liked that are now in the rotation. And it turns out they're from shoegaze bands. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Nice. Well, there's a lot of crossover. Yeah, so I'm starting to converge on... the sort of indie that you like and the sort of shoegaze that I like. Yeah. Yeah. What were those? Have you got them to hand? You know, 90s, 90s emergence of the shoegaze sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. See, for me, shoegaze is one of those things where, yeah, okay, emerged in the 90s and all that, but since then, it tends to be, I'm you know, going to make a massive generalisation here, but it tends to be Asian bands that have run with it and yeah. made it, you know, really good. It's the same with post-punk, because that started in yeah. the 70s, but then in the 90s is when, for me, it got um, yeah good. Not good, you know, the Shanglers are good. But I just prefer the 90s aesthetic. Right. Do you want to do the thing still? Or should we do a different thing? We've rambled quite a lot. Um, yeah. But I think I'm going to have to cut some chunks. Yeah. I've added both of those songs, by the way, to the um, Good Lad Alton Records playlist. Yes. Have a listen. It's on Spotify. It'll probably come up when you search for Babbleton. Yeah, it should do. Nothing else does except us. Except us. What an unexpectedly good name. <laughs> You're welcome. Mm. <laughs> um, I, I would still like to talk about the thing because 
Quite honestly, I haven't been sleeping well. I'll go and get my book. Yeah, go and get yeah, go and get your book. I'm doing some foley for you. Oh, what was that foley for? Falling down the stairs? No, that was it's me <laughs> leafing through the book. <laughs> it sounded like falling down the stairs. <laughs> <laughs> that was thunderous. Do you want to intro this? Um, or shall I? Well, how do we intro it? I mean, we introed it Dreams. at the end of the last episode. What are they? No, we didn't. What What are they for? <laughs> dreams. What do you think dreams are? I think dreams are your stupid brain processing the events of the day. Yeah. I think that's pretty much what I think as well. <laughs> uh, I think thoughts of the day, but also thoughts from like 15 years ago um, that you thought you'd forgotten. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like my my dreams, I don't know. My dreams don't seem to have time or place. Oh, mine in, always do. Like, like we were getting into this on the train at one point. They have place, but but it's not like it won't be congruent. It won't be like this dream is set last Thursday in Bedford. It'd be like it's it's my school, but it's on the moon. And no one that I went to school with would be there, you know? Okay. It's so like, it's mine, just... are the com- mine are the opposite. Really? Would you like last night as an example? Yes, please. Um, it was set now. Um, Today? It, no, just sort of, you know, in the present of yeah. my life. I was me currently. Hmm. Um, I It took place in various places. Germany, a submarine. <laughs> oh, oh no. Um, I, I drove a boat across the English Channel, into an airport. Did you do anything reprehensible? No. Okay. Good. It was because I watched Sherlock Holmes, a game of shadows last night. Right. And that takes place, like Germany and France are sort of starting a war. Right. And that's clearly where that came from. Did you start was, the war in your dream? No, I was. I was just, you know. I just happened to be there. I had to get get away, get home, but I couldn't cross the borders for some reason. Just like in the film. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you so so that dream inserted you into a piece of media that you'd that you'd seen in in a way. Well, no, it wasn't. It was its own story. I'm going to eat a, I'm going to have a munch of cake. It wasn't, you know, linked to the film I watched, but it was there were clearly parts of it that were being affected by that, the setting, and the um, the sort of yeah no just the setting was based on the film I'd watched, which doesn't usually happen. Did the did the dream have a genre? Oh, it was a it was a sort of spy. <laughs> sleuth. Was there spy music playing? No, I don't have... It's No, it's like I'm living my life. You don't soundtrack your dreams. No, it's like another day in my life and I don't realise until I've woken up that it's a dream. Yeah, that. that's always a bizarre feeling when it's like really, really vivid. Like you could have sworn it was real for those first few seconds of waking up and then you're like, nah, I never owned a snake. <laughs> well, that often makes me quite sad because yeah. there's often... Uh, 
things in my dreams that I would quite like if they still happened in Let's my real not life. Go there. I don't want to go there. <laughs> I know where. You, I know where you're going with that. I don't want to go there. We'll leave that alone. Yeah. That happened on the submarine. Oh. Um. But then I got out of the submarine. I was in some little French village. Oh, nice. Uh, and then I got to the coast, and I had to stow away on a boat. But the boat I wanted to get wasn't going to England. It was going to Belarus. <laughs> but you're like, I want to get that boat. No, because I was... Okay, so... Or did you want to go to Belarus? No, I was on the side of... A, everyone had to get out of the country, because things were going bad. So I had to resort to, like, being smuggled away. But the only boat available was going to Belarus. But I was like, sod that. And I stole a boat and drove it to England. Crikey. And then I landed at an airport. You know, I... I the boat came, crested the, uh, like the side of the runway and landed on the airport. <laughs> and then I was in England. Nice. You know, it starts to fall apart when you would get to the end of it. Yeah, dreams just don't, don't, they don't know how to finish. No. Because why, why would they? And they don't know how to get to places. <laughs> yeah, travelling is always super weird. Because I didn't steal a boat. I had, like, no, this boat's going to Belarus. It's the only one. And then I had stolen the boat. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I know what you mean, and um, uh, it's it's though it's that A to B, that process of A to B is always super weird, and for me, that's usually the moment where I realise I'm in a dream, and start to take control. When I do realise, it's usually unpleasant. Oh. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Dri- I mean, driving and being in a in a situation where you're like driving in your dream, and it's extremely scary. That is unpleasant because you're not, you don't feel in control. No, for me, because I don't really get lucid dreams, I sometimes wake up, um, you know, when you get locked, your body's locked and you can't. Oh, sleep paralysis. I get that sometimes. Oh man, I, for like, for a couple of years, I was getting that like once a week. That's nasty. It's really nasty, but you get used to it. It's too infrequent for me to get Mm. used to it. It's like probably once or twice a year. The first few times it was like, yeah, once once a year and then it was like once every six months. Oh, good. I've Um, got that to look forward to. And then suddenly, (laughs) well, not necessarily. I don't I don't really know. Um, But uh, um, does yours come with um, what, what kind of hallucinations does yours come with? I don't have any. I wake up from the dream and I'm stuck. I can't just move. Stuck, and, and then it's... gradually it, you, and then you're. Yeah, but it's just and frightening. You're awake because you're stuck. <laughs> because you think you can see the room around you, and at no point between being stuck and being sat up in bed, let's say, did you actually open your eyes? No, it's my so, eyes are open. Yeah, they're open the whole time, right? <laughs> yeah. It's so weird. Anyone who hasn't experienced it, like, just don't, just can't. <laughs> Yeah, try not to. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Just don't. Just, just don't. Um, but no, if I ever become aware of the dream, 
while I'm dreaming. Mm. It's like that. I feel trapped. I'm trapped in the dream. Oh, oh sorry. I, I want to wind back <laughs> to um, to the paralysis because um, you know that that's called often called old hag syndrome. Is it? Yeah. Okay. So you didn't know. So it's it was often called old hag syndrome because. Um, because it would feel like uh, you've got like something pushing down on your chest when you try and get up. Oh, yes. Yes, I do know. I do know. But also because it's quite common to actually hallucinate that there is an old hag or like a goblin or a ghost or a monster yeah. or something actually holding you down or like standing at the end, end of your bed. So when people got the paralysis, people would say, oh, yeah, it's the old hag. Um, I've actually had some paralysis hallucinations where there has been someone stood at the end of my bed the worst part is there is a cupboard at the end of my bed so you cannot <laughs> physically stand there but but someone was mm. um so like this like skinny shadowy figure standing in this this impossible space at the end of my bed <laughs> that would make me feel better knowing if it was knowing that it was it was then but obviously it was yeah, me. I, after getting it so often for a period of time, I got really used to it. And I kind of got so used to it that my dreams would have, like, a tell. And it would happen whenever I get... It would always happen whenever I ended a dream by getting into bed. Oh. Your brain is fucking nuts. <laughs> yeah, right. So, so, in my dreams, I would often go... Uh, I'd often become aware that I was dreaming, for a start. And that's also connected to it, I think. Um, I've become aware that I was dreaming. I'd be like, all right, sod this. I've had enough. I've had enough of this syrupy running and not being able to operate a telephone. I'm going to bed. And I would get in a bed. And that's where that's the point where I would like lose control of my actions, but I'd still be very aware that I was getting into bed. And I'd be like, okay, we're about to do the paralysis thing. And so I'd get into bed. I'd pull the covers over in my dream. And then I'd be awake but asleep but hallucinating and stuck and so i got really used to this sort of like pattern of events mm. um yeah if i get if i get into bed in my dream um or even just go for a lie down that's usually when when i'm expecting to be paralyzed when i wake up so it's about yeah. tra it's about training i think well i don't i don't get the hallucination mm. i see because clearly we dream differently yeah I don't get the hallucinations. I can't ever control my dreams. Um, because I'm just, you know, I'm, it's like I'm an actor in a story. Mm. I'm doing the things, but um, I don't have a choice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I know um, I know what that's like up until, yeah, the point where I... And I don't get lucid dreaming where I can, where I realise I'm dreaming and I'm like, oh, now, now yeah. I'm in charge. I just, I've, I still, I'm still an actor in the story. Yeah but I'm aware that I have no control over it. When when it's when I when I think I'm lucid dreaming, I only th think I'm in control. I I don't really know whether I actually am ever. It's kind of strange. But yeah, um so your your yours have more of a I guess a, a somewhat more plot driven. And that plot mm. kind of made sense as well. Yeah. It was a chain of events with cause and effect. Yes. 
How they they're usually like that. How random do they get? Um. Well, so the random elements are things like being on a submarine with so and so's <laughs> family. Yeah, context is. Yeah. Yeah. No, because I was on the submarine with so and so, and then so and so's family rang the doorbell and came in on this onto the submarine. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the random stuff. Okay. So there's there's somewhat of a logic, but it's still pretty wild. Yeah. Mine have no logic. I like that mine have logic. It helps. <laughs> yeah, not nothing in my in my dreams makes any sense. Um especially in the recurring ones. Mine always they sort they at least sort of like in one I went to school and we, we like it was just me but I was doing a science experiment about the planets. And I had all the planets set up in a room. But they were still like little shitty models that I'd painted. <laughs> it wasn't like I was in a vast room with actual yeah. planets. <laughs> yeah. No, I have a lot set in school. I think that's quite common. I don't get that. Usually, if it is school, it's more the, the walk to and from than actually that's, at school. That's really interesting as well. Because one of my recurring dreams is it starts out on my walking route to lower school. Which lower school did you go to? Southlands. So we're talking about Kitelands Park. Yeah. Um, and it, when I when I started walking to school there, it just had the path built all the way through it. Um, so, yeah, I've got a recurring dream where I'm walking along that path, except the field is on fire. Um, yeah, I think you've told me this one. And I'm being chased by uh, sometimes pirates, um, sometimes other sort of roving bands of violent people from, you know, children's fiction. You know, mm. you know they're, they're, they're fiction pirates. Um, but they're riding on those, like, foldable micro-scooters that were really popular <laughs> when we were kids and have had a resurgence in popularity recently um so these scooter pirates are chasing me down down the path so i take refuge in the building but the building's also burning and i spend the rest of the dream going down the corridor opening doors and one of them usually has like a like a giant like monstrous leopard on the other side that stands up on two legs and swipes for me like a like a wear leopard <laughs> um, and like there'll be just like other random things behind the doors that don't really make any sense and after the after like the leopard attack I kind of shut that door and the rest of the dream is generally calm I'm not trying to escape I'm just I'm just opening the doors and seeing what's on the other side and closing them sometimes it'll just be like a person who just says hello I had that dream a lot, and it's it was always the same setup, but different things behind the doors after the after the cheetah that was always there. Anyway, I have more. Yes, I know. I was going to go into that. I mean, that was all just preamble. Yeah, that's one of that was one of my recurring dreams. The point is, I've got this book that's bollocks, <laughs> <laughs> but it tells you your fortune through what you dreamed about. Yeah. So we thought, because you've been, have you had any recent particularly I, I, 
I had one of my recurring dreams recently. Not not the burning field cheetah one. Mm. Um, but Was yeah, it I've ox in a ox in a football stadium. Oh, I, do, I told you about that one. Yeah. 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 It it was that one. So. Well, go on then. You're already like you're already familiar. You tell with, everyone the story, it, and I'll look up. And we'll yeah. and we'll look it up. So, in this dream, I'm I'm a child, um, and imagine a a square room, like a, a cube room, with uh, a single light bulb hanging in the center. Uh, my brother. In a chair in the center of the room with the television on. Um, plain walls and the wall behind my brother is uh, made of glass and looks out across a sports stadium. And I'm standing in the room with my mother um, and my mother says, Sam, to my to my brother, says, Sam, please turn the TV off. The bull is coming. <laughs> and when you look out, you look out of the uh, out of the glass across the sports stadium, and at the other end of the field is a huge black bull, like the one from the Bugs Bunny cartoon. With the bull. Good description. You know, it's like it's cartoonishly big. In its like shoulders, with these like on its little trotters, um, and it just starts, like you get the shot of like, of because my dreams have cinematography, uh, you get the close up shot of the bull like turning its head towards the camera. Um, can I interrupt you, please? Yeah. I found the first fortune. Okay, where do we where where does this start? The bull. Right. An attack. From such a creature is a, <laughs> is a warning that a supposed friend is slandering you. <laughs> oh no. I can't think of anyone who slanders you. I mean, I can think of a kangaroo who's <laughs> probably slandering me right now while I. <laughs> Do you get injured by the bull at any point? No, so the bull comes in, the bull smashes down the window. And starts chasing me, but my mum, because mothers are the best, picks me up and starts just running around the room. And it's in a very obvious circle around the chair that my brother is still sat in. He doesn't care, he's just watching the TV. Um, so we're being chased in a circle, in a cartoonish circle around the around this chair in the middle of the room. Um it's very uh, rare that we actually run out of the room. Rob, I, yeah. I understand that your story is very important, um, but I think I have some possibly more important news. News? News. To dream you see your brother denotes a speedy marriage in your family. Oh. And that the dreamer will not be long-lived. <laughs> oh. I'm sorry to have to break this to you. It's not looking good. Oh. You're not going to live a long life. But am I going to get married? Someone in your family is. Oh. Oh, no, hang on, those things. Um, I mean, you know, I was going to Japan this year, but 
that's that's not happening now. So <laughs> to dream of glass being broken shows yeah. shipwreck to mariners. Are you a mariner? Uh no I do like I do like the sea. And bad luck to anyone in business. <laughs> uh Yeah, I mean, yeah. That one kind of rings true already. There we go. See, it's true, it's real. It's all true, it's all it's all it's all real. <laughs> Continue your story. Well, of that of that dream, that's where it tends to um oh, okay. tends to diverge into just any other events. It's similar to the first one where it it starts out the same. Well, what happened most recently? Most recently, I it, it again went back to school. Um, but it was all people from my life at the moment. Um, it was kind of just a series of really mundane events, but it got very frustrating because I I was trying to drive, and the car was just slipping everywhere and would not drive. And then I was trying to run down the street. I I started running down the street. It was really like. It was really spongy and syrupy. I don't know whether you get this. Whenever you try and like do anything forceful in a dream, it just like resists you and just goes like blubby. I think we've you know already I mean? um, established that I don't dream like that. So you don't get like even like even if you're not in control of it at this point. I I just always find like the physics of dreams don't work. Um, and for me that no, that... mine are always quite. Apart from the sort of fantastical settings yeah. and events, they're quite grounded. Ah, oh, it's really weird because I, yeah, I even if I'm not in control, it just running is impossible. It's like you're running and like the ground, you're just pushing the ground around under your uh, feet and not moving. Well then, to dream you want to run but cannot means that your affairs will be difficult <laughs> and your ambitions hard to accomplish. It's really not looking good for you. Right. Do you want a little spoiler? Well. Everything in this book makes it sound like nothing good's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't matter what you dream about, it's not looking good. You're probably going to die. Oh. So just stop dreaming. I mean, I've been having these kind of dreams forever. Like, I think, I think all of my dreams are adversarial or like, or they're sex dreams. I'll pretend I didn't hear that. <laughs> um, so I was like, I was, I was running down the down the street. Um, it's all spongy, uh, and then I bump into some people who are walking really, really slowly, um, and they're sort of like almost tentatively, um, like sort of nodding and almost like counting as they're walking, like they're keeping a rhythm. Like they're keeping like a like a clockwork sort of ticking, and everything suddenly gets very quiet. And I ask them what the hell they're doing. Like, why aren't you? I I can't. I don't know what I'm running away from or what I was driving away from. But I ask these people like, why the hell aren't you running? Why are you going so slowly? And they just say, because you've you've got to stay in time. Otherwise. Like you'll you'll ruin everything, and they let they they start like begging me. They're like, please stay in time. 
so I slow down and I'm like, okay, what? Stay in time with what? And they're like, just stay in time with everything. And like these people have like like real like desperation in their eyes. Um, and then it sort of zooms out, and at this point I find myself in a huge like citadel um, with a kind of spoken wheel layout. Uh, and a, a tower in the middle, and it's a clock tower. And there's a very obvious now in my in like just in my head, just resonating around everywhere. This like ticking. Um, so I figure I've got to stay in time with that. But there's also this building sense of doom of like this pressure coming from behind me um, that is urging me to break this rhythm and just push forwards and run and I think I did um, either I either I did it I ran first or something else kind of shattered this this vision because I remember um, seeing like a screaming face that's not um, nice it's, it was horrible I just remember seeing the screaming screaming face and suddenly like the sky turned red and the city started to just crumble um and everyone was like crying saying you've ruined it and so at this point i was like well it's already gone to shit i'm running the hell away from whatever is chasing me to see a strange face is an indication that you will soon be changing where you live either oh. permanently or otherwise okay you'll soon be homeless that's <laughs> <laughs> I think I think that was pretty much it, hmm. except that. Well, it's not looking good for you, but you will move house. <laughs> it's looking fucking terrible. <laughs> so I'm gonna I'm gonna move out. My business is gonna collapse. Yeah. Um. Someone someone in my family is gonna get married, but I won't be at the wedding because I'll be dead. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> fucking great. And then on top of that, I think in pretty much every dream I have ever, my teeth fall out. Oh. Oh. I teeth saw a stuff today that teeth will be stuff. in my head forever. Oh no, I don't want to know. Why you should never look at Reddit ever. Oh yeah, no, no never. Oh. But yeah, teeth. I didn't even see all of it. I just saw half of it, and it was still enough. I worked oh. out what was going on. Oh, <laughs> I don't want to know. <laughs> I'm not going to tell. At you. least, like my dreams don't have gore in them. When when my it teeth wasn't fall a gory out. picture. It was oh, just wasn't. an unpleasant one. <laughs> it was one of those ones that makes you feel itchy. Ooh. Oh, oh, no. oh, oh, no! That's not. Um, at least, at least it's like when my teeth fall out in dreams. At least it's like clean. But the really weird thing is that once they start falling out, they don't stop falling out. Ugh. The teeth start coming and they don't stop coming. But yeah, it's like, like, like hundreds, like hundreds of teeth. You're disgusting. Like, like just just pouring out of my mouth it's yeah it's really unpleasant and i know that's supposed to be like oh i'm, I'm insecure which i am <laughs> sorry <laughs> it's a very funny way that you delivered that line <laughs> well i'm glad that you found it funny because otherwise this would just be like a horrible horrible podcast to listen to <laughs> um i i might cut this out 
but there's an advert at the back of my dream book. It might be too depressing to keep it. But I thought you were going to say there's an advert in the back of your dreams. Like, is there product <laughs> placement in your dreams? This person might live in Babylon, actually. This might be a resident. Mm. I am Dr. Francis Moore, the world's most successful seer. And I have some, some, uh, and I have some wonderful people working with me. They discuss things with me when I am in difficulty. My intuition can't work at 100% every day. And I just need to talk things through sometimes before the correct prediction jumps out at me. Perhaps my people can help you too. My team members will talk to you about your questions if you phone them on my psychic line. Or they may even see something for you by way of a personal prediction or two. Well, thank thank you very much for your time today, uh, uh, Francis. He didn't write um, this book. Uh, it's just what? an advert he's got in the back of the book. Oh. The book is a collection of um, writings from historical, like Nostradamus is one. Oh, I, I thought he was the he was the Babbleton resident, though. No, Doctor Francis Moore is the Babbleton resident. Yeah, that's what I yeah. just said. Yeah, but he didn't write the book. He's just taken an advert out in the back of it. Oh. So I, that's not who I've been talking to then. Do you want to hear from Mandy from Essex or Tina from Manchester? Uh, yeah, Mandy from Essex. I can't thank you enough for your guidance. I really couldn't see a way ahead until I spoke with you. How you knew so much about me was hard to believe. Most of the time I know what you do. But when I rang you, I was just feeling very lost and confused. This is sad. <laughs> just talking to you was really helpful and made me realise there is a big universe out there with an overall plan I just need to share that with you well if it helped her, fair enough but calls cost £1.50 a minute <laughs> fuck that it made me feel worse <laughs> if only there were a free uh, phone number that you could call if you needed someone to talk to about your place in the universe Mm. Well, there isn't, but you can email us at. Uh... <laughs> yeah, go on, What's that's the email? A... <laughs> What's the email? I can't. I can't finish that because I don't. I can't remember the email. Oh, you have to hear my edit for last week. It's beautiful. <laughs> you, uh, it, it's it's it's. You know what it is. You can is work it, it out. Po- is it the postmaster? No. No. Then it's, ba- it's the same as the Instagram. Babbleton Post. Yeah. At. Yeah. Gmail. Yeah. Dot. Yeah. Com. Yeah, that's it. And you can uh, see pictures of nonsense. Maybe I'll put a picture of the book on. Um, on our Instagram at Babbleton Post. Go and have a look. I put a lot of effort into the hashtags. <laughs> oh, our if Pink could, Floyd uh, episode has got so many likes yeah. in the picture, and no one listened to it. it. <laughs> You're liars. <laughs> the liar. So I love that we, yeah, our podcast has a small audience, our Instagram has a small audience, so they're completely different people. <laughs> Uh, if we if off. if we could get um if we could get someone to email in um uh like a 
a, a written, a prose version of their, of one of their craziest dreams that we could read out. That'd be ace. And we'll analyse it for them. <laughs> or, if you're Dr. Francis Moore and would like to explain your shady <laughs> business practices, send me an email. <laughs> Have we got any more shout-outs to make? Um, thank you, everyone who's listening. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Jake. Thanks, Jake. He's <laughs> our biggest fan currently. And thanks, Jake. Meaning you, Jake. Uh, you, me. You. Thank yeah, yes. You, Jake. Thank you, Bobbin. Thanks, Mikey. Uh, Mikey's Mikey's awesome. Thanks, Georgia. And of course, thank you, Jonathan Joestar, for s- sacrificing. I oh, know I'm getting stuff for away. those shoulders. <laughs> Should we watch some anime? Let's go watch some JoJo.